Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I am Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnon. He's one of the employee owners at Tab. He comes and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. I know it's a gorgeous Saturday morning. Um, but uh, we're here in studio, a couple of pasty white computer geeks here to help you out with your computer problems. So feel free to get online, 860-522-9842. And, uh, you know, we don't get enough sun. We're in here in the studio, right? That's why we're pasty white. <laughs> so uh, feel free to get online and, and we'll do our best to help you out with those issues. And, of course, come, well, not, not of course, you didn't know this. I'm telling you right now. Uh, we're going to have Brett um, Aaron's on from MarketWatch. Uh, he did an article recently that was... Interesting about you know Fidelity's decision to allow fake money into your 401k, and uh, we'll see what Brett thinks about that at 10:05. So stick around for that. But as usual and customary, we have our technology news of the week that we found interesting. And what did you find out there? Well, yes. I found something that's very troubling. Of course, and that's it's... usually what we find. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of troubling stuff out there. Yeah. Um, for anyone who applied for uh, financial aid for college mm, through yeah. FAFSA right. over the last few months, mm-hmm. uh, may have had their financial information that they were filling out online. Securely. Supposedly securely. Right. It's, got on, the, it's got the little lock. On the education department's website, mm-hmm. that data may have been beaconed to Facebook. He's nice. To, he, he says beacon. I say scraped. Both. It's the same thing. Exactly. And the reason for that is that they had on their web page something called MetaPixel. The Department of Education did. The Department of Education put this code on their web pages. Mm -hmm. Now, Meta, of course, is Facebook. Pixel is this little bit of code that is used to track what you do on a web page, which advertisements you... uh, click on or look at even Mm -hmm. it's able to tell what is grabbing your attention on the page and it sends all of this data to facebook and then you as the organization that put that there can then get reports on that to find out from facebook from facebook what is going on with that and how you want to put your facebook ads on the site Uh, that's really what it's for it's 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 meant to help businesses that are using Facebook advertising do it a little better. But 
the federal government. The upshot yeah. of it is is that they're they ended up collecting this information, mm-hmm. including your social security numbers, how much you make, how much you make, what's in your bank accounts, yeah. oh, all kinds of wonderful data. And the real problem with it is it doesn't matter if you're a Facebook customer or even if you're logged into Facebook, right. that data got sent. Screened. And- <laughs> got scraped right off the page. I'll try to use the right word. No, no, no. It was scraped up by Facebook. <laughs> yeah. And actually it was scraped up by the Department of Education because they're the people that put the code on the web page. Right. And Facebook just powered their ability to scrape it, but they did I mean, the scraping exactly. And and, as, and you're sitting there thinking to yourself, you know, I, I feel creepy as it is putting the information in for the federal government, you know, to get a loan from the federal government, which they shouldn't even be offering. But we won't go there. Um, and here we are typing it in, thinking everything's as secure as it can be. You get the little encrypted thing there saying all your stuff is encrypted. Yeah, you got your nice little lock in the upper left corner of the browser. You think you're golden, right? Right. You're not. And so then I guess the question is, besides Zuckerberg knowing everything about you, which is creepy as, uh, enough as it is, what's going on with companies doing this? right? How many other companies are putting these types of scraping tools on the site as you're entering the data? And, and they're not even informing you when you fill it in because you, you see the little, the little lock there. What, what are they doing? Well, according to this article, something like 30% of major web pages. Yeah have the metapixel code on them. 30%. 30%. Well, we're doing it to ourselves. Oh, this is painful, people. Yeah. So we'll put the link up there for you guys, and you can read the story, and I don't know. Again, we, we always wondered where Facebook was making their money originally. We always thought it was you know some sort of hook into the government. Um, and now we see, here it is. I mean, <laughs> it's just... I, I can't even. I, I don't know what to say about this at this point. It's no. crazy. Anything else you want to talk about? Well, uh, in more positive news, hey, good. Uh, computer scientists have developed uh, an AI algorithm or artificial intelligence algorithm yep. that can predict pancreatic cancer in patients mm. that get CT scans before doctors have a chance to diagnose pancreatic cancer in them it's predictive model that's cool and uh i've got an article from the register one of our favorite websites about it and it just goes to show the advantages of allowing computers to use code to analyze stuff in ways that human doctors are not capable of right because Human doctors have limitations. They have to be able to look at stuff. They have to make a decision based on what they see. Mm -hmm. The computer can analyze the data as soon as it's generated by the CT scanner and can make a decision, bang, right away. Right. but Cold, we'll, coldly too. It's, it's right. not you know the, the doctor could have a bad day. You know, thinking about something else, looking at your scan, doesn't really notice. You know, you know, yes. the computer is not going to do that now. Of course, the computer can also be programmed by the AI incorrectly to miss it as well. True, and it'll do it the same way every time. And um, and of course, doctors have a limitation in that they can only handle a certain number of patients. Right. But you know, a computer can just process the data. That's true. And it goes. That's so, great. So, so that's a that's a positive thing, I think. Yeah, no, it is a great thing. Um, we'll put the link up there for you guys. You can see where the AI is is moving. Artificial intelligence is, uh, you know, yeah. people talk about being a you know scary thing and Skynet and all the things that are you know in the movies, right? But 
obviously this type of stuff is amazing. Well, I don't trust computers to do doctoring, but no. when you've got doctors that are then using this information right. what could to go wrong? double check themselves. Yeah, double you know? checking is key. Yeah. If I go in there and they go scan and say, oh, Eric's a goner. You know, <laughs> oh, I don't sorry to, to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Everything gets pulled, you know, all the plugs are pulled, it's all done. You know, don't even bother with this guy. Um, you know, that's a problem too, right? So hopefully we can build in enough protections too for how AI is going to work. Some fences around it, but that's some good right. stuff. Yeah. Um, I got a quick story that I found kind of interesting. I guess uh, one of the guys that's involved with uh, Windows 11 over at uh, Microsoft uh, was talking about, you know, the migration within Microsoft. And the thing about Windows 11 is it's it, it has some pretty serious requirements. And again, I have partially they're arbitrary, right? Microsoft has deemed any kind of CPU that is older than an 8th gen uh, CPU um, unworthy of Windows 11. Um, if you have a, an AMD Zen Plus and a Zen 2 or newer, you're good. Um, but what they're finding, of course, even within Microsoft themselves, they have a bunch of machines that are not windows 11 compatible wait and they have, microsoft has deficient computers yeah like everybody really? else everybody's got deficient computers as far as i'm concerned but yeah they have deficient computers and there's a watermark right that says hey this is an unsupported uh hardware and there's other issues that have to do with that as well because even updates microsoft's got some sort of notice saying you know your your system is not supported with these updates and supposedly you'll get the updates still but who knows microsoft giveth microsoft taketh away um but it was kind of interesting because i guess this guy was doing a demonstration of windows 11's features on a windows 11 machine that was not supported <laughs> so it had the <laughs> so no. yeah we'll put the link up there you're free to read it from uh where is this article from tech i think it's tech news and uh, we found it kind of interesting tech radar uh, so I just thought it, thought it was funny, but it is it is what it is. I mean, is it planned obsolescence? Yes. Is it collusion with the other industries? Yes. Um, it, the industry is always looking to refresh. But, of course, if you want better security, that TPM module is part of, you know, a necessity of our, part of Windows 11. So you need to have TPM, which is a piece of hardware. It's a chip on there that gives you additional uh, operating system security. And it also enables features like BitLocker. Right. And uh, that's something that you as a user may want. So why not, right? Exactly. So you know, moving to Windows 11 has been a little bit bumpy. You actually had a story about that, didn't you, Dennis? I did. I have one. You want to bring it up real quick before the well, break? Well, sure. If you have a second. The, the strange thing is that Windows 10 as yep. an operating system mm -hmm. is growing. Correct. Even in our base, we still... Even though it's not the latest operating system anymore, Windows 11 is. Right. So Windows 10 is growing. Windows 11 is growing much less. Well, uh, by comparison, most IT so, folks are like, come on, are we crazy to go to 11? I mean, who wants those headaches right now? Well, I agree. And one of the problems with Windows 11 was that it was rolled out without all of the features that it was eventually going to get. Right. So they were even jumping the gun by kicking it out the door. Yeah. So why would anybody in the tech business get behind that? You can't do it. If you've been in the tech business long enough. And you've seen all the versions of operating system Microsoft puts out. I mean, it's, it's the whole saying of fool me once, shame on me, fool me <laughs> twice, shame on you. I mean, fool me 80 I times, mean, shame on you. I mean, you and I, you and I remember Windows ME. Yes. I still carry the scars. Yes, we all do. Vista. I mean, we still have the caller that has Vista. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, not surprising that 11 is being slow to be uptake, on the uptake. 
All right, guys, we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Four lines wide open. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842. 860-522-9842. That's the only number you can use. Get online, and we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Everything we're talking about is over on our Facebook page as well. Um, if you like tab computer systems, it'll get into your news feed. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we're here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Four lines wide open. 10 o'clock, we're going to have a guest from MarketWatch on, Brett Ahrens. And he's going to talk about a, an article he did uh, where Fidelity is now offering the ability for you to bet your future on fake money. Putting 401, Bitcoin into your 401k. 401k. Hey, who wouldn't want to do that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. oh not me. Unbelievable. So we'll see what Brett has to say about that from Market Watch um, at 10.05. Stick around for that. So we're going to be here till 11. So 860-522-9842 are the numbers. And, uh, you know, would you put Bitcoin in your 401k? Do you even understand what Bitcoin is? Do you even understand how it has value? Do you understand where who gives it value? Do you even understand how it works? <laughs> Do you have any idea as to how many computers it takes to make a piece of Bitcoin? Um, it's it's insane. And just the, just the idiocy of Bitcoin, to me, I mean, obviously, if if you're a libertarian, which I tend to lean, you, you like the idea of having a, a uh, way to pay for things without being, quote unquote, monitored or watched by government entities. But guys, this is reality here. Do you really think... Those of you who are in Bitcoin, do you really think our government, who just put together a uh, a, uh, a desk of, what is it, uh, disinformation czar? If if our government's going to put a disinformation czar for how we talk on, on social media, do you really think they're going to let Bitcoin or any kind of cryptocurrency go unregulated or unmonitored or unwatched? Do you really think that's going to happen? Um well, you, there, there already are governments that are cracking down on it. Of course, making it illegal. I mean, yeah. I think it's, El, is it El Salvador that actually made it their currency? Yeah, think, uh, El Salvador may have been. I think so. I mean, those guys, I don't know what they're smoking over there. But, um, that's you know, Bitcoin is an interesting, an interesting thing. And the fact that it's a thing still, and now Fidelity is considering making it even more of a thing for people's futures. I mean, if you're really going to invest in Bitcoin, I, I got a bridge to sell you, too. I get a picture of a bridge. It's, it's an NTF. I'll sell you that. <laughs> right? Well, good. That's that's where we are, guys. Um, so I don't know. It's crazy out there. But feel free to get online. 860-522-9842. Four lines wide open. Usually the 10 o'clock hour jams it all up. So uh, it's a good time to get on now rather than later. So we're going to go right to your calls, and we're going to go to Kate in Simsbury next. What's going on, Kate? You there, Kate? Yes, hello. Good morning. Good morning. What can we do for you? Well, I have um, a question about a very bizarre experience I had yesterday, and I don't know if you can shed any light on it. All right. Um, I needed to send some information to a client. I scanned it into my computer and did an email, attached the scan to, to the email, and double-checked to make sure that it was the correct thing, and went ahead and sent it. And within an hour, I received an email back saying that what they had received was a very confidential financial document of mine. Okay. And that was in the folder of scans, but I hadn't gone anywhere near it 
um, and what ended up when I went back to check. That financial document was listed in the folder under its correct name and under the name of the new scan, which, you know, they weren't even close. Gotcha. Okay. And, and, the, and the, newest, <clears throat> the newest scan was no longer there. Now the financial document was listed under both names. And I have no idea how it could have happened, and I'm wondering if I should be worried about my computer. Um, technically, I would lean toward user error in this case. That's just me. What do you think, Dennis? I'm thinking the same thing. I don't think it's anything nefarious that would attach the wrong file to an email, even though you, you do think you'd attach the right file. I, I, I not only think, I know. Right. No, I hear you. After I did the attachment to the email, I opened the attachment to make sure it was correct, and it was. Mm-hmm. However, somewhere after I hit send... Um, they got more information than you thought you sent. Oh, yeah. And your pot. Sorry, go ahead, Dennis. I was going to say, did you send the intended document as an attachment and this other f- document of yours? In other words, did you have two attachments in the no. email that you sent? No, it's just one. If you look okay. in your sent folder of your email, you can always prove it. So you can go to your sent folder and, and go ahead and see that email again from yesterday. You should see the attachment there. You should be um, able to reopen it. I'm trying to remember now. Needless to say, it really rattled me. I understand. Um, and I'm trying to remember. I think when I opened it, I'm, I'm trying to remember now whether it's their email that I looked at. Um, you want to look at yours. You want to say. Right. You want to go back to your sent folder and say, okay, what did what did I send them? Because clearly something's wrong. And the bad guy is not going to do. There's no. I can't think of any motivation of a bad guy to send something to some somebody you're sending to. Um, th- that doesn't even make sense. If I'm a bad guy, I'm sitting there just taking it and not sending it anywhere. We just, um, you know, the person was very kind and you know said, um, you know, I understand mistakes happen or whatever. Right. And I wrote back and said, I, you know, I'd be the first to admit if I made a, an error. But this is all on the computer. You know, I mean, I'm blaming the computer. Right, I know you are. Yeah, so we're coming up against a heartbreak. Go find that sent email. Okay, I'm, I'm in the process of doing that all right, right now. And we're going to put you on hold, and we're going to see what you find when you look at that sent, uh, sent email. Okay, Kate? Okay, great. Thank you. You got it. So we're going to put Kate on hold, I hope, and get to your calls. Two lines open for you. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock, so get online. 800, I'm sorry, 860-522-9842 is the number. And we'll do our best to help you out. Everything we talked about so far has been posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. And if Zuckerberg deems our news worthy, scrapable, uh, it'll be in your Facebook feed if you follow us over at Tab Computer Systems. We'll be right back. Yes, thank you, Morgan. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I am Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. So feel free to get online, 800-860-522-9842. I'm going to say that 800 number a few times more, I'm sure. You say it for 27 years, man. It's like, yeesh. It's hard to get out of your noggin. Um, but let's get to uh, your calls. You're nice enough to join us. i got Kate still in Simsbury trying to figure out where her data went. All right, Kate, did you find that email in your sent folder? Yes, I did. Right. And... 
in the sent folder. It's the incorrect confidential document yep. that is attached to the email. Okay. It seems the problem, however, and what I don't understand is the confidential document is listed in my scan folder under the correct name, and it's listed again under the new scan, the new name. Okay. And how it got, how it changed the the scan that I did yesterday right. to a previous confidential document is I don't know how that happened. Right. Fair enough. So we so we we know that you did attach the document. So that's how it there got out to your your uh, recipient. The question to you you're having is how did that naming uh, error occur? It, yes. it could have happened within your scanner. You know, it could have taken the last name of the thing you scanned and just kept it, which seems like a silly feature. But uh oh, Dennis thinking, has an idea. I'm thinking that when you were in your scanning program and did file save, mm -hmm. um, it would show you the listing of what's already there. Obviously, if you had a stray click, uh, clicking on the f the name of an existing file, you may have saved it with that name. Right. I, I'm straight clicking I, is our business right now, now. Right now, all I can guess. Yeah, and right. and that's that's the only supposition I can think of. The other thing that I had thought of, which I don't think is the case, because these files are both in the same directory, mm -hmm. is that you might have uh, been working from the recent files section of Windows Explorer, which will show you documents that you've been working with recently, and that can commingle a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know. I, I don't think that's the case, though. So I'm, it's so bizarre to me because the confidential document um, was a couple of months old. I hadn't opened it. I haven't touched it or anything. Yeah. And when I did the attachment to yesterday's email, I clicked on the icon to open the attachment to make sure it was correct. And it was. Hmm. And then once it got sent, so here's the snag. Know, how it picked up this other document, I have no idea. People have a lot of windows open, and you could have thought the, what you were looking at was the right file when you thought you were clicking on it, right? I mean, P, I, my assistant has 80 windows open. I don't know how she does what she does. Yeah, no, I, I don't <laughs> usually do stuff uh, like that. <laughs> yeah, but you can easily find yourself looking at the wrong window. I mean, we're all human, right? So. My guess is you when you clicked on it, you were you were displayed what you thought was correct, but you really weren't looking at what you attached, and that's where you got you got nailed here. It's just I would agree with Dennis; it's probably an errant click, and or you had this issue, but it's nothing. To, I can tell you right now, it's nothing nefarious. There's nothing, no bad guys here. This is this is a user error. Okay, um, but do you have any explanation to how both documents? Or, or not both documents, but the same document, the same confidential document was listed under its correct name, and the same document then showed up under the new name. The, the new scan that I did yesterday, I named it. Right. And when I went, after I got this response, yep. I went into that file, and I clicked on what I thought I had sent, Right. And instead of what I had newly scanned under that name yep. was the confidential document from a couple of months ago. Right. Well, like, like Dennis says, I think it's an errant click where you, you, you saw your past scans and somehow you were al allowed to reuse that name. 
by clicking that out, right? To that extent, is that what you're thinking, but, Dennis? But why, well, here's the question. Why would it have picked up an old document and then saved it with a new name? Right, that's uh, my know. question. Yeah. And I hadn't even opened that confidential document yesterday. I had no reason to. Well, I think the best way for you to, to solve this is to send us the confidential document for us to review. <laughs> you can send it to get help at tabbing.com. Now, um, You'll put it on the internet for me, right? <laughs> we'll review it and see what the heck you're talking about. I, I swear, I think it's just some sort of weird user user issue that occurred. Um, the software could have hiccuped. I can't. It's hard for us to me, to mentally figure out what happened to give you that naming convention that you're you're describing as to how that occurred. But something happened where you thought you were doing one thing and, and you were doing another. Um, I would I would tell you it was just a a glitch that occurred by accident, do some tests. You know, you've, you've got nothing to do on this beautiful Saturday, right? So take, right. do a couple of scans and try to re recreate the error, right? Try to do some saves, and you might actually come across what happened by doing a few of these things. You don't do these scans every day or all the time. No. Um, and, and so that's normal, too. You're going to look back and say, oh, what happened? Um, you might find that if you name a document XYZPDQ and you name a document 123456, you know, something happens with the naming as maybe it's within the scanning software that it's got a glitch of some kind. Um, Windows is not going to allow you to name the same file. Uh, yeah, you can't. You cannot. You'll have, you'll have a parentheses. Yeah, it, it'll create. Yeah, it'll add. You know, parentheses one or something, or it'll say copy of. Right. Um, but yeah, the the file system will not allow you to have two of the same file right. in any location. I'm blaming the scanning software and some sort of error or, or errant click, like like Dennis said. If, if that makes sense, that's what we think happened. But you're going to have to play with it a little bit to see if you can recreate it. Okay, it, like I said, it was just it worried me that right. oh my gosh, is something you know something going on with my computer nope. that I need to be worried about. No, um, you don't. It's just something with the software or an error an error on your end by accident. It's okay. nothing. No no bad guys in there messing with you. Okay, that's what I was mostly worried about. And a follow-up question, the person that I sent it to mm -hmm. said that they had erased the document. Mm -hmm. Do I need to be worried that that is still somewhere in their computer? Technically you do. Uh, so if the email came in to that person, and if it was on an Exchange server or Microsoft 365 or whatever, that mail system, in our cases, we back up their mail systems every hour. Uh, there could be a backup of that email, right? So the backup could exist forever because if it's a financial institution, they have certain fiduciary requirements to hold email. He may, he or she may not have access to the email because it was quote unquote erased, but the backup does, and that's the that's the reason you have a backup. Um, because you want to protect against, you know, some sort of error. You erase the data or do it on purpose. People are out there deleting stuff all the time to be, um, to be evil. So, right. And this was an individual I sent it to, not to a business. Okay. So the individual, though, of course, whatever mail system they're using may have a backup technology. So their their local mail client on their machine may not see it anymore, right? But wherever the mail is was sitting, the post office would be there. Oh, we lost her. Um, all right, we're going to step out for a quick break, and maybe that's Carolyn's uh, clue for me to go ahead and get to a break. We'll be right back. And we are back. And uh, this is uh, Computer Talk with Tab. We're here till 11 o'clock. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. He's one of the employee owners of Tab. Uh, helps Comes in and helps me out. He's also on the, our help desk uh, talking to our clients every day for his real job. His main job is 
that. And we bring him in here to help you help me with you guys, too. Um, so feel free to get online, 860-522-9842. And, uh, yeah, we did lose Kate. and She dropped off, but she called back and said thanks. And uh, she's going to check out and see what's going on there with those attachments. But let's get to your calls. And uh, we're going to go to James in New Hartford next. What's happening, James? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, hey, sir. I have, a su- I have a suggestion for the uh, FASA and Facebook uh, situation. Yeah. Um, I use Firefox, and within Firefox, there are two um, features or add-ins that really help, and one is called Containers. I don't know if you've heard of it, but what it does is it, um, the way I explain it is kind of like creates a VPN where um, – so like I have a container that has banking and finance, so I have my bank credit cards and all that in it. And it basically cuts out all the noise and all that scripts that can run. Um, but the interesting thing is is that this containers, by default, they create a Facebook container. So it just eliminates all Facebook intrusion on your surfing or your um, connection to any of your you know, uh, URLs that you go to. Hmm. And and the other one is no script. Now that it takes a little bit more um, understanding to use, um, but I find that it's great because it blocks a lot of the ads running, um, you know, the tracking cookies and all that. And um, it it takes a lot of uh, use to to figure out. But after a while, you understand like, oh yeah, that's that's something that needs to run in order to see a video or to enter information into a website, but it blocks a lot of the garbage that comes in. Mm-hmm. And then when I do a scan, of course I use a, a Mac, but when I do a scan, I have my scans come out clean because I'm blocking it at the door with containers and no script. But this containers right. thing is wonderful because it, it keeps Facebook from spying on everything. Even if it's, um, encoded in the website that you're going to. Nice. I, I've not heard of that. Well, I, yeah. I've heard of the NoScript plugin, mm-hmm. and I've worked with it a bit. Yep. It is kind of a pain in the neck to configure it to work exactly the way you want it so that websites are functional, yeah. and then right. just the ads are in other crap are left out. Um, but the Facebook, uh, the, uh, the sorry, Firefox. the Firefox containers sounds like a little bit more automatic way of setting that up and yeah. uh so james would con- we can would get contend, the word out about that right james would contend that if you had a container running and you were filling out this fafsa form zuckerberg couldn't escape that data because the container is pre- for preventing it from occurring right the code right. itself wouldn't be executing yep. so well just by enabling the container uh feature yep. it by default it blocks facebook so i just did the fafsa for my daughter at uconn and, yep. and um I know that it blocked. I hope it blocked. <laughs> you know, because Zuckerberg doesn't need to know anything about my financial stuff. And, right. Um, and it's, um, yeah, the, the spying that's going on. Well, the sad it's, thing is uh, it's FAFSA who thinks Zuckerberg needs to know. That's yeah, that's, that's the more true. insidious thing is they think Meta needs to know. Well, I think it's anything with government. Um, I'm going to get in trouble here, but with uh, with technology and government, uh, you guys have a small business, and mm-hmm. uh, um, if you have to go to the Secretary of State's uh, website, it's mm-hmm. atrocious. Mm-hmm. And, um, they're not open on weekends, and they're not open in the evenings. Mm-hmm. So every small business person that you know, they work hard all day. Right. When they have to do the paperwork and the and the red tape stuff, they're going to do it in the evening or on the weekends. Right. Well, their website's always down. You know, I had to do it for LLCs, and it's it's ridiculous. And they 
you know, so when it comes to anything government, I'm like, eh, well, then, you know, they're not going to run like a business where you have, you're accountable and, and, uh, to your information and what you do with your customers' information. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so. You're not getting in trouble for that. No one's listening. You're good. <laughs> You're good. But thank you for the container information. That's a great yeah, uh, that's, link. That's really good news, and I think people are really going to want to know about that. Thank you. Yeah, we'll put it. Okay. We'll put it, we'll put information on our on our site as to how to use that Facebook container. I'm sure there's a there's an article out there we could find. All right, great. Thanks for for uh, chiming in, James. We, James, we appreciate it. All right, have a good day. You too. All right, so yeah, Firefox has a has a feature to. Uh, prevent Zuckerberg from scraping. Yeah, it seems like a pretty decent idea. It does. We're, we we had been fans of Firefox in the past and it had slowed down a lot. And it had, you know, it kind of lost its luster for us for a while, but it was our primary recommendation. I used it on my Mac for many years mm-hmm. until it just reached the point where it was taking forever to load pages. Right. And I went over to Chrome. Yeah. And then now we're checking out Brave, but we're going to go check out Firefox again. Um, let's go over to Chris in Litchfield. What's going on there, Chris? You there, Chris? I am. What can we do for you, sir? Um, so I uh, just got a Tesla solar system, and hmm. at the end of the project, which, which they just wrapped up, I had to pay with Plaid. What? And they it's called Plaid. All right. That sounds weird. You had to pay yeah, with PLAID. All right. And it's and it's through Tesla. And they ask you for your account information and they also ask for your password. And I Googled it quick as as I'm ready to make the payment and it said that it was extremely secure, encrypted, blah blah blah. Tesla uses it, other big companies use it. But it was like a fifteen thousand dollar payment. I've got more than that in my account and I have been so nervous ever since I made the payment on Friday. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, Elon's I trustworthy. Yeah, you know, that went through my head. I'm like, it's Elon Musk. Come on, it's got to be right. You right, know? he's our new hero. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm looking at this. This is, again, looks like Tesla's trying to get into their own payment system versus ACH. Um, Correct, yeah. So you've given, them, you've given them your payment. Is there any more payments you have to make to them? No, that that was it. One time payment right. after they finished it, and um, you know, I literally just made the payment on Friday. It hasn't cleared my bank yet. I've uh. been watching it, and now I'm thinking, uh, you know, as soon as that payment goes through, I should change my password. Yes, sir. I call the bank and tell them just allow this amount. You know, right? You um, that's kind of like a positive pay. There, you know, ACH transactions have had so many problems that now their banks are initiating something called positive pay, where you know, folks kind of have to say, yes, it's okay after they set up the ACH transaction. So I agree with you. Change your password when you're done. Maybe disconnect played period from your account, right? You only needed it once, right? You're not going to use it for anything else. Well, here's the thing. I didn't pay it, like, through my account. So it was through Tesla. They ask you for your account information and your your password. Of your bank account. Oh, that's what you're saying. Not the played account. They want your bank account information? Bank account and password. So just the same as if I was to log in from a computer into my bank account. They've got all that information. Why the heck? You know, I don't know what's going on. This is, I mean, this does, you're not alone. I was looking up as you were describing your your question. There's a lot of folks that are a little uncomfortable. Why the heck would they want that? Um, I would tell you, change it. 
Okay. And I, I'm an electrician. I work with with customers a lot who have also gotten solar systems. Yeah. They said that they paid with that same thing. And they were nervous. Oh, no, you're losing your in the cell phone. He's in Litchfield. Sorry, I think we lost lost you, Chris. Um, so, Chris, if you want to call back, you can, but we lost you out there in the Litchfield Hills. Um, I, I wouldn't do it, frankly. No way. I no wouldn't way. do it. They, they, there's no, there's, I don't know any company that can mandate, unless when you sign in the bottom line, they have, you have to pay with this payment method and give over your firstborn son. Or, I mean, what are they talking about? I, I use... I mean, you could have paid fifteen thousand dollars in pennies if you ha- if you wanted to, and have them dr- drive over in a Brinks truck with fifteen thousand dollars worth of pennies. Now would have been the same thing. They would have had to take your money. But having a third party like that access to your bank account information with your password that doesn't make any sense to me at all. And, and I don't know how that would enable like a wire transfer. I mean, because you could log into your Right. Bank account online on your and bill set pay. up the wire, of course, and send it to them that way. Or you go to the branch and you sit down. And you specifically go to the branch and say, "I need an ACH here's or the here are the bank numbers," and you do that. And there's also it's a huge warning, especially the mortgage payments and stuff like that, or whatever you're doing when you buy a home. They're like, you need to make sure you sign and attest that you realize that this is a risky thing, and you could be sending your money to who knows where in China, even though it's you know even though you're working with a third party, a reputable third party. Um, when we bought our Florida property out, there was huge warnings from the people that were doing the transfer with, hey, you realize that when you put this information down, you could be sending your money to somebody <laughs> at the wrong place. Tesla should not need access to your bank account. Um, so, Chris, thank you for calling. I hope you, I hope your solar panels work out, and uh, I would change your password right now as fast as you can. Yeah, don't wait. But then again, he said the money hasn't cleared yet. So will it will it not clear? Can he always say, you know, well, could he could he stop the thing and deal with just cut him a check the old fashioned way or a bank check? Those are, I mean, Tesla doesn't take a bank check. I don't know. I mean, are they operating in their own universe? Well, where again, they do things their way. It and is Elon. It, it is yeah. Elon, and he he's my new hero. But uh, I I still would not give I wouldn't give Elon my password, even though he is a bazillionaire. I want us to. We're gonna take a quick break. Uh, top of the hour here for news. So Tom, hang on if you'd like. But we do have a guest coming in at ten oh five. So if you want to call back after the guest and not hold through the whole interview, we have uh, Brett Aaron's uh, from Market Watch, who's going to be talking about four uh, uh, Bitcoin in your four hundred one k and Fidelity's offering it. Crazy. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 